Do you wish that on those days when you just don't feel as motivated to work out that you knew how to adapt in a way that would still keep you on track with your goals and avoid the guilt of not doing what the workout plan says you should do? And what does it actually mean to listen to your body if your body doesn't seem to be keeping up with your plans? In this episode, I'm sharing part of my interview on the Fertility Friday podcast with Lisa Hendrickson-Jack, and we talk about defining your perfect workout and how to personalize it based on your body, plus how to adapt with your unpredictable body throughout your monthly cycle and more. And hey, by the way, if we haven't met, I'm Jenny Holbert. As a holistic fitness and essential oil specialist, I am all about helping you live and sweat in sync with nature. Wild Wellness actually stands for women into living their dreams because I hope that whatever I share helps you take care of your body so you can take all the adventures. So here's the Wild Wellness Podcast. One of the messages that I try to share at any opportunity, really, is that this is not about perfection. This is not about a new version of perfection where now we know how to sync our cycles. So we're going to do it perfectly. Like this is, yeah. no, this is not the purpose of this conversation. Right. The purpose of this conversation. So similar to the book, The Fifth Vital Sign, and that's, I talk about that all the time. So this is part of the concept of your menstrual cycle as a vital sign. So one of the things that, that you talked about, Jenny, was how, you know, if you do push it and you push it the same every day, knowing that we have just gone over the cyclical nature that we have, what can happen is you can kind of screw yourself up. So by not listening, so this isn't about perfection. It's literally about entering into a conversation with your body and learning to listen. So your body doesn't have a, a like a cell and it's not going to text you. It can't talk to you in words. So your body communicates through symptoms and signs and energy and sensations and feelings and all that kind of stuff. So this is literally like an invitation for you to start listening. Your body's already talking. Now it's like a one-sided conversation until you start to listen. Exactly. (laughs) So this is really what this is about. So there's no template for you need to do this type of exercise in this phase and you need to do this type of exercise in that phase. One of the things that I wrote down that was really interesting is when you talked about how the different hormonal changes can affect how your muscles respond. And you mentioned that in the pre-ovulatory phase, when our estrogen is going strong, we can have less muscle stiffness, meaning that you basically have like more capacity to do a lot more things. And that could certainly then influence the type of exercise that you do. And what I think is really fascinating about just the way you took us through the cycle is that you could give yourself a general roadmap. You don't have to be married to it, like as if it's like a a rule or a law, but you could give yourself that general kind of like understanding and you could play with it. I could try to do more of these like high intensity interval training. I could do the things that are really challenging. I could do all of those things that are really intense during this time. And that might be a better time where I can actually do that and handle it and feel really good about it. And then if you think about it from a cyclical nature, then you can also organize a lot of different activities that are less intense. Like you said, I loved what you said about coming up with a project and really kind of optimizing it so that you have a balance. And it's interesting because even from that perspective, you could have a balanced cycle as opposed to a balanced day. Because I feel like there's, I'm not a huge, like I, I do exercise but I've never been like a super fitness head, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Certainly in school and things like that, I was really athletic. So I feel like I do dip into enough to understand, but I feel like 
it would be logical from a linear perspective to try to incorporate certain aspects of workouts in each workout or even on a weekly basis or something like that. But with your cycle, you could lock yourself out of that and sort out what would make sense based on where you are. And there's one thing I really want to say. Walking is exercise. I agree. <laughs> there, the, the reason I say that, and I feel like I could say that because when I was a teenager and I was in high school, I was on the basketball team, volleyball team. Like, I'm not saying I was really like good or anything. Like I was pretty, I was like average. Like I was, you know what I mean? But my point is that like they used to slaughter us like when we did our, our tryouts and when we did our, our practices, like you'd be on the floor dying. And I remember our um, basketball coach forced us <laughs> lovingly to do cross country. And so I remember we like, you're just dead, like you're sweating. And so for the longest time, Jenny, I didn't think that if I did, if I wasn't dead, if I wasn't drenched, if I wasn't, couldn't walk the next day, I didn't think it was exercise. And now? what happens when you're a runner and you stop to walk? What happens when you were running in cross country and then you stop to walk? You feel nothing. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> you feel like, oh, I'm taking a break. I had to slow down. Everyone else is running. I'm walking. Walking isn't good or walking isn't enough. It's not exercise. Yeah. So, but it's funny because I feel like also yeah. I did get older. I did have some babies. And so like, I'm still in pretty decent shape. I, you know, every now and then I do like burpees and people look at me funny, but, um, <laughs> but walking is exercise. There are times when I go for like a long walk and I'm actually like feeling it. So I, this is, I know this is silly to some people, but this is really important for others because, yeah. you know, the, in terms of giving yourself permission, if you have a really intense workout schedule, as you know, and like you're doing like CrossFit like six times a week and twice on Sundays, then if someone even suggests that you walk <laughs> for several days of your cycle, you're kind of like, what are you even talking about? So I'd love for you to share right. your perspective on this. Right. You made me think of a couple of things. One of the other things is that when we use the words workout, exercise, like they, those can be loaded and have a lot of meaning. And that's why I often like to say moving your body because that is so general and it doesn't often have that weight with it. I mean, it might for some people, but usually exercise and workout and fitness and like those terms are kind of triggers for us. So that's one thing to notice maybe about your own language, your own thoughts about certain words and how you think about like what is defined as exercise or what is defined as a workout and what that includes and what that means for your body. And yes, you were saying about how if you're doing CrossFit consistently and maybe that's like your thing or you're an endurance runner and you're doing ultra marathons all the time. And I'm saying in the luteal phase, you might need to slow down or on your first day two of your cycle, you might do nothing. And that might not fit with your training plan because maybe you have a long run plan that day or something. And so, yeah, this is all the things that I've navigated to and sorted out, you know, how do we work with that? And it comes down to your, your body, it's like your body adjusts for it, you know, it, it, have a plan, but don't fall in love with the plan because your body will adjust in the other parts of the cycle and you need to maybe adjust that too. And, you know, that's why it, it really is important to have a plan if you are training for something, you know, so that you know that you're making incremental changes in a, in a pro progression that is healthy and you're not just taking these leaps that are random and ending up with injuries and not doing something that's a healthy progression. But 
you do need to take into consideration what parts of the cycle that you're in. It can't just be the linear plan that you may have got downloaded from an online website for couch to 5k or how to run, you know, train for a half marathon or whatever it is, because that's not going to, that's not going to be the right kind of plan for you. Now you could adjust it if you knew enough about adjusting that plan to your own cycle and, you know, fixing it so that you were adjusting around those times when you knew you might need to take some rest days or lower the mileage or whatever it might be, but you're still probably going to not get it exactly right. I mean, I just know this from my own experience. You're still going to have to pay attention to that and listen to what's going on with your body. And so if you're someone who is just of that mindset where that sounds really foreign, maybe it's not going from the high interval or the high intensity intervals or the CrossFit workout to just walking on the luteal phase. I know I gave like examples, but it could actually be doing lower and slower weights that day. And it could actually be doing half of the workout instead of the whole thing. Or it could be just doing the warm up and seeing how you're feeling and then deciding what you're doing. I do that a lot, especially during those times when I'm not quite sure where I'm at yet. I'll maybe do, if I'm going for a run, maybe I'll run for 10, 15 minutes. And by then I usually have a pretty good idea of where I'm at. And if I was planning sprints and I feel like I'm going to go for it, then I'm going to go and do the hill sprints. But if I'm not feeling it that day, then I, like I said, I usually will have a pretty good idea by then and I'll shift gears and either go slower and just do more of a moderate, easier run or something like that. So if you can adjust, you know, depending on where you're at and location wise, sometimes that might not be easy because you had a certain thing planned and you're with certain people. But I think ultimately you can always still adjust in some way, even if you are with a group or at a class and you need to sit one out and know that that's just, that's the right thing for your body. It would be so amazing, wouldn't it? If like the whole the whole embrace this so that we felt understood in a way. But I guess the ultimate thing is that that's not the important thing here. The important thing is that you understand your body and you know, what's best for you and no one else, no one else is, is looking on and, and judging you in that way. I think most of the time we might think that other people are, that they think, Oh, why is she rusting? Or she couldn't handle that. Or, you know, we make up these stories about what people might be saying, why is she taking a break or, oh, why can't she do that today? But ultimately, when you figure out how good it makes your body feel, I'm just going to say this from working with this model and cyclical training for for years now, it doesn't matter. You, you just know how make, how good it makes you feel. And at least that's where I'm at. You, you just do what's good for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I had a thought as well, which is that when you look at things from a cyclical nature, because again, like the messaging or if, if the voice in your head is telling you that you're lazy and you're not good enough and you should be working and all that kind of stuff. I think one of the ways to kind of shut that down, if you think about your exercise fitness and energy levels from a cyclical perspective is that there's summer's always coming back. Like it's like the, the year fall comes, sure, winter comes, but it's followed by spring and summer. Like, so it's, you don't have to worry about that when you're looking at this from a cyclical perspective, because the spring and the summer is always coming back. And so I feel like that can be one of the ways that you can try to stop the negative thoughts around it, because you're always remembering that this is okay. Like this is the time when rest is okay. I will be back in that spring, summer phase. I will be back to my like high intensity 
itself. So I feel like that's really important. What really resonated with you in this episode, my friend? I'd truly love to hear from you. You can leave it as a review when you rate the podcast or send me a message on Instagram at Jenny Holbert. You can check out the show notes for the links and other resources related to what we talked about in this episode, of course. One more thing before you go. The next cycle of Wild Femme Fit is starting really soon. This is a 29-day guided training to help you sweat and sink with your cycle because trying to figure out the right workout for you can be really confusing and workouts should relieve stress, not add to it. So if you're ready to stop trying to keep up with goals and workout plans designed for men and start embracing your definition of fit, check out the details at jennyholbert.com forward slash wild F-E-M fit. The link is in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.